It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Vents. This is Fed Weekly. A collaboration between Vice and Brent 2020, London Borough of Culture. get a cracking Santos Amelia event daily it's the beginning of September and lots of people are going to be going back to education every day this week we're making a show about what we wish we'd learn at school and what we think teachers should know about we're thinking about what history we learn and what history gets left off the curriculum today we're sharing part two of a conversation we had with all our ex from fill in the blanks and Adam Rogers-Johns from the Museum of British Colonialism about histories that aren't taught in school. Yeah, I think you made a really good point earlier about um, like the type of history that's taught. One way of looking at the slave trade and learning about that history is through reggae music. And if that music contains so much oral history, that's one way of approaching that topic. I think there's so many methods of trying to tackle these topics and they don't all have to be so brutal and harsh. They can be honest, but... It can be through so many different methods. So I think you mentioning like listening to reggae and stuff is a really good idea, actually. I feel like schools really need to do that a little bit more. Scrap the tables and chairs and just everyone sit around and actually discuss the topic. You know, everyone tune in and be like, do you know any, like, has your family spoken about it? Is there anyone in your family going through that? How do you feel about it? Make it a little bit more personal because that's the way it is for a lot of people. And I feel like the way that schools teach generally is so like slapdash. They're just very quick and not, kind of like in tune with how anybody in the room would be feeling and that's why people feel like leave school feeling like they didn't really learn anything that was useful and I think as well like it speaks to the wider problem of how teachers aren't taught how well teachers are overladen with everything already but how they aren't taught to deal with issues and how to discuss race and how to like what actually how define that in the classroom and that it's not just about the colour of your skin it's about so much more I think it's still important that the government like makes it mandatory because I think it does show a recognition and a responsibility that they have on their part to take action on this but I think at the same time like there are different ways and methods that people can approach it like um we did a really good one in our group at the start when we were beginning to form our campaign where we all went around in a circle and we explained the meanings of our names which speaks to a lot of people's family's history and is a really interesting way to kind of uh, explore each other's culture mm. and learn more about each other you touched on a bit about your organization and your campaigning but you've been campaigning specifically around getting history like this taught in school could you tell us more about it about how it came about and why it's so important sure uh, i'm a member of fill in the blanks which we started last summer a group of seven of us from southeast london we're all sixth form students and we were part of the advocacy academy which kind of brought us together which is like a youth activism training program we've been learning about colonial history thinking about our campaign um all over last summer until january we made five thousand like hacked um metro and evening standards which kind of were meant to provoke people into thinking about why colonialism isn't on the history curriculum 
curriculum. So they were basically headlines announcing that Boris backs colonial history. And it was kind of to make people think, why isn't this already happening? And why isn't this news a reality? Because there's no reason it shouldn't be. So since then, we've been working towards getting colonialism to be mandatory on the Key Stage 3 history curriculum so all students can learn it, mm-hmm. no matter their age, um, similar to how the Holocaust is on the history curriculum. And yeah, so we've been working towards that ever since. What do you guys feel like is missing from the curriculum specifically? I think, yeah, I think one of the issues is that it's because people argue that it is on the curriculum because there's kind of one module in migration, for example. And within that, there is room to explore colonialism. But these are optional modules. And how many teachers are going to choose to teach this kind of optional module? And it's all on them. And like you, like Ola said, they're going to be stressed anyway with all their other stuff. So On the thing about the optional migration module, I was actually lucky enough to do that for GCSE. It's a really good module because it covers loads of things, but it covers migration from 700 AD to now, which is a massive broad spectrum of time and it doesn't have enough focus on the issue. And it doesn't once explicitly talk about race in the entire textbook, which I think is kind of a key thing that you need to approach and discuss if you're talking about migration. Why is it important to run campaigns like this? And are there any other like organisations that you're aware of? So, I mean, on the Advocacy Academy, which we come from, is there's a phrase that we like to use which is nothing about us without us which kind of I think sums up why it's so important to have youth-led movements and to have people who this actually affects and people who know about this and who have lived experience with these issues to lead these campaigns and to be the spokespeople for these movements. There's loads of other campaigns in the room, I mean, and there's loads of other organisations doing really good work. So obviously the Museum of British Colonialism with Adam and people, but um, also Running Me Trust, which is the leading like racial equity think tank. They have loads of resources on this. Um, and there's more and more organisations that are taking interest in this. Black Curriculum is great. So they're another really good one. And both of you guys, so didn't your guys' organisations work together as well? Uh, Yeah, we've been a bit in contact with the Museum of British Colonialism as well. Oh, so how did you guys cross over? And how did you find like like multi-organisations working together? Do you feel like that's quite important when it comes to campaigning about something so big? Because obviously, as an independent, like, you know, campaign or uh, movement and stuff like that can be quite difficult. But did you find having the momentum of another that campaign helpful i love collaborative stuff we're very collaborative like we had a big event at the africa center in london bridge and we kind of brought brought together like loads of different people and i think because i kind of feel like that's um yeah it's great i think it's great bringing people together like that Mm -hmm. i um i was working in a school um i was teaching anthropology and swahili just for like six months and someone from fill in the blanks um yeah we i was in a kind of black um minority student union meeting and I kind of went along to just introduce myself because I just felt like I was interested in related things. It is really important to support each other across like these movements. I mean, we, with our ad hack, we put a big advert for the Museum of British Colonialism in it because we wanted to kind of show what could happen and promote different organisations. But I think as well, working with the Black Curriculum Learning and building these different networks, because I mean, some of, we do have different focus areas and it is important that we have these different strands because I mean, the Black Curriculum is very much focused on black history and we're focused on colonial history which is different yeah and they have often been conflated which is another issue in itself because not all people of color are the same people mm-hmm. um but exactly. i think it is really important that we have these different issues and different campaigns working on specific um strands of history and there's even more campaigns like rerouted which focus more broadly on decolonizing and not just history and take it even further 
Like which ones? So rerouted education. They've been doing loads of stuff about the geography curriculum. They've been looking at art. They've been looking at the more broader aspects of the curriculum mm. and how we can push it forwards. And where do you guys hope, you know, like the future of your campaigns and stuff like, where do you hope they will go in the future? We've mainly been focused on Kenya and Operation Legacy. And that's kind of, we're kind of a joint Kenya-British team. But I'd like to, I think, yeah, extend that out. I mean, I've kind of got big hopes for MB, like NBC Nigeria, um, kind of have mm-hmm. a South, kind of a South London event and talk about what would an exhibition on colonialism and British colonialism in Nigeria look like and kind of start conversations around that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one of the things, but there's, there's so much going on within the organization as well. Like so many different people, different academics and different kind of, yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's exciting. And I mean, I think obviously you can't go without like saying the, the last few months, I think me and Adam was chatting at the start of this have been kind of crazy for anyone working in this field because of recent events and the Black Lives Matter movement has like reignited a whole new interest and whole new um, support for these movements, which is really good. But with filling in the banks, we want to get colonialism on the history curriculum, which is not, it's not an easy feat and it's not, and we need to actually make sure once we get it, um, once we get it mandated that it's actually shaped in a way that is reflective of the truth and not a whitewashed version of colonial history. And I think that's definitely where we're going to be working. We're continuing to work towards. Mm, that sounds sick. I look forward to hearing about what you guys end up doing in the future. Santos and I kind of wanted to make a little toolkit about um, just for people in terms of like improving their historical knowledge. And so the two things I wanted to ask you was, first of all, what are the best learning resources or places that you can go to find the history? And secondly, what advice would you give to people who are trying to get histories into the curriculum? I've put an education resources page on our website. Basically just that every time I see something that's um, useful, I've put it on there and some of those are ridiculously good. Like there's kind of whole key stage three, key stage four, key stage five curriculums for different things. But that's just Museum of British Colonialism and it's on the education page. And there's kind of a load of stuff on there. But that's in terms of resources, I'd say. There's, I can't try, yeah, like Runnymede, I think is a really good one. I was going to say Runnymede, teaching race, migration and empire. They have loads of resources on how to approach this and how to learn about it and to begin to educate yourself. And then I think also writing to Nick Gibb, we have our link in our Instagram and on our Twitter, which is just fill in the blanks UK and writing to Gavin Williamson and Nick Gibb, who's a schools minister, education and schools ministers, both of them, um, to kind of continue to put pressure on them. And yeah, and I think more about exploring your own history, like I said before, just understanding how your own history intertwines with colonialism is a really good place to start because it makes it seem so much more real and it can make you realise how much of an impact it actually does have today. Thank you guys for coming on and having a chat with us. You definitely reminded me of the importance of history. I would say I am way more intrigued to do more research for myself and just learn more about the past. Yeah, thank you guys for the very interesting chat. Thank you, it's a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. So Amelia, how do you feel after having that conversation with Ola and Adam? I mean, for me, it just reaffirmed what I've always wanted. I've always been very vocal, even from like during school, um, in terms of the fact that, you know, we don't learn about our culture, we don't learn about our history enough. But I feel like everybody would have benefited from learning about colonial history. In terms of if I see it happening in the future, that's a no from me. But I do hope that people at least start to think about it, start having these conversations and stuff. I hope so too, you know, like, I hope that that change comes you know this conversation just made me reflect and remember on being taught history in school and it made me think that maybe if 
you know, the educational system took a different approach. You know, maybe till this day, I might have still had an interest in history and I would have continued to educate myself further about things that, you know, I wasn't necessarily taught in school just because, you know, we, we can't be in school forever. I definitely think that what Adam and Ola are doing are, is very important and, and I hope things work out for them. Thanks for listening to Vent Daily. I've been Santos. And I've been Emilia. Thanks a lot to Ola and Adam for coming on. You can find out more about Orla's organisation at Fill in the Blanks on social media and more about what Adam does at www.museumofbritishcolonialism.org. This episode was produced by the Vent production team. Jess Lawson, Emilia Gill, Moeed Majid and Ali Adlington. Vent is a collaboration between Vice and Brent London Borough of Culture 2020. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.,